0: Welcome to another episode of the Weekly Dive. Sam, Brian, how are you guys doing today?
1: Nick, it's always a pleasure to be here with you. Uh, I'm doing great today. Excited to talk about some exciting football going on this weekend.
2: Of course. Uh, not as excited to talk about this first topic for me. Uh, We've got the Bills and the Ravens. Uh, I mean, Justin Tucker, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, he's gonna kick the ball through the thing.
1: Well, it was like blowing like forty miles an hour or something.
2: I don't care. He's supposed to be the best kicker of our generation.
0: One for three field goals. That that ain't gonna cut it. I mean, the score was three to seventeen, folks. If you didn't watch, uh, my goodness, that. I mean, those they would have only had nine points, but. uh,
2: And then you drive down to the five yard line and then Lamar throw a pick, pick six. Pick six. Yep. So, I mean, then yeah. you take away six points from Bills' score, add seven points, seven points. Yeah, add seven points to the ball. Yeah, the Ravens' score, you, that, don't know. you don't know. Made, what happens.
0: Justin Tucker makes those th- those all his field goals. They have nine points, and they score a touchdown. There. They take that pick six away, ten to nine. Yeah, it's a one point game. Oh yeah, and if they score, there
2: it goes from because if he makes all three and then they score, what's that? Sixteen to sixty nine. Yeah,
1: I think this was honestly probably the worst of the four games last weekend.
2: Yeah,
1: I think so, too. It just seems so one-sided. The Ravens could not get anything going. Lamar looked – he looked out of sorts. He looked like he had the pressure on him. So, he looked like
2: he looked uh, in the Titan game last year. Yeah. Just yeah. Like, you know, kind of rattled, kind of like first time here. I don't think – everyone said, you know, he got that first playoff win. Pressure's gone. Didn't, didn't look like that.
0: No, did not. No. I mean, technically it was a mismatch. You know, the Bills were the higher seed, whatever. And – uh Weather did have a big big role in the Bills uh in the Bills win. The Bills are very used to playing in uh, Buffalo and mm-hmm. the weather conditions that happening there. But is it really that much different from Baltimore? I mean they're both I mean, east coasts.
2: I don't know. I feel like at this level of play something like that is super marginal. I think the only team that could actually use that as a valid excuse to why they actually won the game is like Green Bay. At least team yeah. left like they're. I think that's the truest home field advantage you can possibly have. Mm-hmm. As far as the Bills go, I just think it's just more the Ravens beating themselves.
1: Yeah, throwing the pick six obviously didn't hurt. I mean, a lot of what ifs, but you know, those are solid football teams. Their, their defense yeah. looked yeah. amazing, and I think it's going to be. I, I mean, I think the AFC Championship is a major toss-up. Obviously, now that Mahomes is healthy and playing. I got the Chiefs went winning, winning like most people do, but. Okay. Yeah. Josh Allen's been playing good.
0: Josh okay. Allen has been playing great football. And I think I think we've all picked Buffalo to win, except for Brian. Well, but that's because that's you're a Ravens. If it wasn't the Ravens, do you think you would have pick the Bills?
2: Probably. I actually – I don't know. It's hard to say because the past, like, six weeks, the Bills were, like, arguably the best team in football. Like, you know, yeah. in the closing weeks of the regular season going into the playoffs – they look like the best. And, you know, it's hard to really pick anyone over them. I think, you know, obviously, if you're going to pick one or two teams, it's going to be the Chiefs and the Packers. But I don't know. I think this game coming up, coming up to toss up, I think you get into the stats of what the Bills have been doing throughout the playoffs. And uh, it's going to be, uh, I think, pretty easy for the Chiefs to kind of play uh, react to the Bills' offense. They're going to just do their normal thing. Uh, not a lot of rushing coming from the Bills. So they can just take away that pass game. I don't see this game being very close. Yeah. What
1: do you what do you guys see as being, like, the best Super Bowl matchup as far as storylines go, as far as, like, <clears throat> narratives go, like, to, okay.
0: Brady can, Mahomes. Yeah, I
2: think Brady Mahomes. Brady Mahomes. The Brady Mahomes.
0: Guard and the, the. I know. mean, they, they uh, matched up against each other two years ago in the AFC Championship. Brady took
2: it, took it in
0: overtime. Yeah, so that was a great game. that's, like, a little rivalry there, kind of like, you know, what Tom Brady had with Peyton Manning. Yep. The conference championships, but obviously they're in different conferences now, and they're facing they'll face off in the Super Bowl. Yep. Um, but now that we're talking about the Chiefs, let's sort of just transition into that uh, Browns Chiefs game seventeen twenty two in favor of the Chiefs. Uh,
2: I, I think don't feel for the Browns, dude.
0: No, the Browns should have won that game, plain and simple. And uh, I mean, they have, Chad Henney played for. A little a little more than a quarter of the game. It was a, if I'm correct, it was a very close game at that point. And then yeah. uh I mean Cleveland I'm disappointed in Cleveland. They've played Man. they've been playing good football lately, and I mean they whooped up on the Steelers a, a fairly good team. And uh but the, <laughs> they uh they choked. They choked in an opportunity to make it to the conference championship.
2: It's just, I don't know. How do you let Chad Henny bust a 15-yard run on, I think it was fourth down, not even third down? No,
1: that was, it. are you talking about the fourth down play where they threw it to Tyreek? No, it
2: was when he ran. Oh. No, that wasn't on fourth down. That was oh, on third, third down because he missed the first down. And there was Still a
1: game-sealer like... where, where, you know, they threw the infamous play where Andy Reid called him to throw it to Tyreek. Right. But, yeah, no, I, I but, I mean, the Chiefs did have a oh, pretty right. big lead. I mean, I'm pretty sure they had, like, a, what 20 to 6 lead or something?
2: It was something like that. But
1: or 23 maybe? Yeah, no, 22. Point points. being 22 point.
2: You have good coverage downfield. Your rush has to be able to contain Chad Henne. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's just what it comes down to, I think. How far How far were they to, from
0: a first down? It was long.
2: I think it's like 13 14 yards. Oh, that pl- okay. Yeah, no, no, so, right. yeah. I mean, that's just unacceptable. They literally got to like fourth and one, I think it was. Or something like that. Like if you contain him there, it's like fourth and 10 at the very worst. And you're getting the ball back is the chance to win. Back with, I think there's like two minutes left. Like, yeah, it
0: was, I think it was just under, uh, just after did. the two minute warning. Yeah. And
1: yeah. Well, you know, I, I think this also, I think he needs help looking at the Browns. I think this just shows that the Chiefs are a good football team, even without Mahomes. And they're they're a solid football team. But obviously, he makes it because they were on the downhill slide in that game. But
0: yeah. I mean, Chad Henney's stats when he entered the game, he was six for eight passing, uh, 66 passing yards. And an interception yes. got sacked once,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and that, that's not terrible. I mean, other than the interception, that interception was god awful. Yeah, it was like he was throwing a hill Mary or something to nobody, yeah. except for the Honestly, Browns. He was more of just
2: an arm pun, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, then he had two uh, two rushes for 12 yards, and his longest, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> ESPN says he had two rushes for 12 yards, and his longest was 13. <laughs>
2: Huh. Oh, probably because he got sacked. He loses rushing yards. Oh, like that. you're right. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I,
0: I mean, I'm still I'm very surprised about the Browns. But you were right. That does show that the Chiefs are just a great football team. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Pretty formidable. Not much is going to be able to rattle them. <sighs> They're
0: so good. They're so, so good. Now that now that we've uh, you know talked about both games, Bills, Chiefs. Do we uh who do who do we think is gonna win?
1: I got the Chiefs winning. I think Mahomes is gonna come in clutch no matter what. I think the Chiefs are a better football team. I know the Bills have been playing great, but I think Chiefs are a better football team overall.
0: Brian Brian, first four.
1: I got Chiefs winning 27-20. Yeah.
2: I also have the Chiefs. I I just think the Bills are too one dimensional. I think they're gonna have, you know, one attack. They're gonna stick to it because that's what works. I think the Chiefs are gonna be Pretty ready for it so i'm gonna go chiefs i'm gonna go chiefs 35 to 24. i have
0: the chiefs winning 38 to 28 thank you to the uh madden 21 simulator i was very indecisive about this game i would like for the bills to win i would like for them to pull off the upset because who doesn't like a good underdog story but yeah madden 21 predicted uh the chiefs winning 38-28. Thirty-eight twenty-eight. It's never wrong. Yeah. Now, uh, moving on to the NFC side of things, we got. Let's talk about the Buccaneers and uh, Tom Brady. Tom Brady, my guy. You know, I I think Tom Brady is
1: so hard to not root for because it's like you're witnessing greatness. the greatness of all greatest of all time in front of your face, and and I I think that's why I think a lot of people are going to root for the Bucks for this game. Well, just imagine
0: like back then, people watching Jordan play. We're witnessing Tom Brady, yeah, the Jordan of football, and this is—he's unbelievable. I mean, he whooped up on the Saints, who the Saints absolutely clapped Tom Brady's cheeks earlier on in the in the regular season. But I mean, Tom Brady—they beat the Saints thirty to twenty. That is—he's just so good.
1: Well, let's talk about uh, before we get on an NFC Championship. What about Drew? Breeze. I mean, I, the Saints are going to be struggling for a few years now if they, they got if you were James points. Winston, and the well, other guy uh, yeah, and, yeah, it's it's going to be a struggle. And it, don't they have like seventy million dollars or something in X, in cap space or something, huh. or in some,
0: I,
2: I They got
1: some clue. big deal going on, and I think it they're in a load of hurt right now, yeah. world of hurt.
2: That's going to be weird not seeing the Saints it was
1: so apparent that drew Brees had no arm strength it looked like he was throwing off his back foot the whole game you yeah. know what i mean
2: they yeah. literally went to a trick a trick play with james winston yeah i don't know is he
1: in pain or i mean i don't know is it his ribs that are still bothering him or and that was a terrible string. way
2: to go out i mean
0: one touchback
2: awful fast for that rib injury so maybe there was something there but i think it's just age it, it affects everyone differently you know not everyone yeah. tom brady
0: <laughs> yeah
2: yeah, what a way to go out,
0: though. One touchdown, three interceptions.
2: Yikes! And all of those picks were just—you just—you're watching an old man just fall from grace right <laughs> in front of your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely.
1: So yeah, the NFC Championship. I—I I, this is a really interesting game to me. Obviously, at Green Bay is my favorite to win. I will be rooting for the Bucks. I want to see an upset. I think Green Bay is by far the better football team. But I think quarterback comparison, Tom Brady got has he got has Aaron edge over Yeah. Aaron
0: Rodgers. But I
1: mean Aaron Rodgers is playing MVP level right now. So I, I, I think Green Bay definitely has the advantage for this game and I a hundred percent see them winning. But I, I would like to see Tampa Bay win.
0: And we're you know, going back to the home field advantage. They're playing in Lambeau Field and it is supposed to snow when they play. Yeah, that's, that's sure. but, but hey Tom, Brady hasn't
2: seen it in Gillette before. Though. Yeah, but, and Fox That is bro. true.
0: That is true. I, always, I forget that he, you know, played with the Patriots, and this is his first season with Tampa Bay.
2: But yeah, his uh, his teammates. Maybe not the same story. Yeah. I mean, this is, again, with there, the but...
0: experience level. And, yeah, there, and there's not a lot of snow in Florida.
2: I think it's just going to come down to the Bucks' defense. If they can do what they did against the, the Saints, then, man, I, I don't think they – Carry
0: that momentum over yeah. to the Packers game. Yep. At that point – I mean, the Bucks would arguably be the best team in the playoffs if that's the case.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think their potential is so high. I mean, on paper, all these teams, yeah, you can say they're better. But if they just show up, if their defense shows up like they did against the Saints and their offense, plays to its peak, it's one of the hardest teams to beat.
0: Absolutely. So uh, I guess now we're – NFC Championship. Who do we think is going to win? I'm. I'm. I already said I got. No, you already said Tampa Bay. No, I got have, Green Bay. Oh, you Green, have Green, Green Bay.
1: Bay is gonna. I think 100. percent They're the favorites to win this game, and I got them winning. I'd like to see Tampa Bay win, but Green, okay. like I said, Green Bay. I got Green Bay winning 37 to 24. Nice game. No, actually, I take that back. With the defense, I, I, I take it back. I see Green Bay winning 28. To 17.
2: I think this is gonna be a bloodbath. And I think Bucks defense is gonna show up. I think Aaron Rodgers is gonna I think he's gonna play good, but I think that defense for the Bucks is gonna be the the winning factor. I got 13 to 10, for Buccaneers.
0: Interesting. So, you know, yeah, uh, well Madden predicted the Bucks to win 31 to 17. Uh I think that would be a little difficult, but it's possible Tom Brady has surprised us in so many ways, especially with that Super Bowl against the Falcons. I won't be surprised if a score like this happens, but I do have the Bucks winning.
2: But moving on into the NBA, there's a few interesting storylines we got here. The thing I want to talk about the most is the Bucks did the 9 of 6. I mean, looking at what they did, they did last year in the regular season, they have more losses already than they did in like their first 40 games last year. So, I mean, what's what's going on with them?
1: I don't know. I, you know, I feel like it's still so early in the season, but maybe you know, maybe Giannis isn't liking Milwaukee. So there's been a lot of I rumors
2: over the past year
0: or so. Okay, but he did sign like a five-year. I know super but, max. Uh, yeah,
2: contract. but it, nowadays contracts don't matter in the You ask for a trade and you get traded. That's just how that it is. True.
1: Or you sit and still get paid.
2: Or you sit and get paid. Which isn't necessarily a bad
0: thing. I mean, you're getting paid it's millions. not. But then again, that's just it de- is. That's it's, a detriment on the, the organization. Team, yeah. It's bad for the league. It's bad for league. the league. It's horrible for the league. Yeah, I mean, Giannis, he's doing his part. Twenty-seven points, ten rebounds, all, five assists. He's do. He's playing good. Not maybe not MVP level, he's but playing is, ball. Like, he's, he's you know playing. Yeah, saying. he's playing Giannis ball. He's doing his part, and I mean, teams are just. Playing better, I guess. The Lakers just beat him last night. Yep. Yeah, I, was, <laughs> I mentioned earlier, Giannis blocked LeBron, and LeBron looked like he got shot. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> the whole flopping situation
0: is just... It's actually it a technical foul. Yeah. Or I'm pretty sure flag. it is now. If you, you
1: get fined. I think, I think there's like a is fine that, is that if that you what get it caught.
0: Is? Yeah. Because I knew the NBA made some sort of rule if you flop, which I think is good. No need to flop. The NBA
2: is soft now,
0: and...
1: Most definitely.
2: It just makes no sense. Like you have players like Drew Holiday coming over the box, having his best three point shooting season since two thousand thirteen. You have Brook or uh yeah, Brook Lopez. Brooke Lopez doing his thing. Chris Middleton, who I'm about to look at, I mean twenty one point eight points per game, about six and a half rebounds and five and a half assists doing his thing. Like how are they not winning winning games? On paper, they look amazing. Chris Middleton's having his best three point shooting season of his career right now. That's, and he's taking more more three pointers a game than he has in any season besides 2018. It makes no sense to me. They're nine and six. They're supposed to be the best team in the league. Or one say, of would you
0: say that's actually an issue that they're taking more three-point shots?
2: You know, I don't that's think the so. NBA. That's, the, that's kind of the, that's the NBA, but more so that's the Bucks style. You get the ball down to Giannis, you get two guys on, and he kicks it out to an open guy. That's just that's Bucks basketball. So they're playing you know, they're doing what they need to be doing, but it's just not it's working. Just not but on working. paper, it is working. I don't know. Maybe other teams are just starting to outclass them. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, from a team's uh, standpoint, the bucks they are, let's see, the Milwaukee Bucks are averaging, or they're allowing 110 points a game, which, I mean, that's not bad.
2: <laughs> that's not bad, but that should be a lot I mean, better but- for them. Yeah, and honest, they're score- Chris Middleton.
0: As a team, they're scoring 119 points per game. So they're scoring more, more than they are allowing. And everything, think, everything on paper is saying they are a good team. They should be winning,
2: but they're not. Maybe the Eric Bledsoe hit is a lot bigger than everybody anticipated. Yeah. Because he's one of the best defending point guards in the league. And in, on paper, their offense isn't the issue. Yeah, Yeah. though.
0: So defense, (laughs) defense must be it. And I mean, Giannis was—he's been—he was defensive player of the year last year, right? Yeah. So I don't know. The Bucks, get your crap together. (laughs) Agreed.
2: Nine and six is pitiful for this team. Unacceptable. They're tied with the Pacers right now for second in the East. Speaking of the Pacers, looking pretty good this year. You know, despite losing their coach, losing Victor Oladipo. Yeah. I mean, I think that was a big, it's big, a, big loss. Hundred percent. I mean, they're still nine and six, second in the East. They're not going to maintain that. I don't think, but I think they'll sneak a, a playoff spot for sure.
0: Absolutely. Especially looking
2: at all these lesser teams, like the Cavs are number five right now. The Knicks are eight. Yeah, with a losing record. <laughs> the
0: Nets, the Brooklyn Nets, are nine and eight. Nine and eight had some injuries early. Yeah,
2: uh, yeah. Let's actually look at their schedule. So, I mean, they're on a two loss streak. Both of those losses to the Cavs. To the Cavs, and I do want to see what happened tonight. Yeah, Colin Sexton playing great again for the second night in a row against the same team. Andre Drummond doing his thing, sixteen rebounds, nine nine assists for Colin Sexton too. Like he's definitely a breakout star for sure this year. Absolutely, and I'd say uh, maybe most improved player,
0: Colin Sexton. I mean. He could he could be the, the piece that the, the that the Cleveland Cavaliers need to uh be a playoff team. Definitely not a championship caliber team, but you know, make a few trades here and there and uh Yeah.
2: Definitely a, a rebuild in order for sure. It's, absolutely it's looking good. It's it is is like looking two years away. Sam, any thoughts?
1: Yeah, I think the East is looking real weak right now. I think it's yeah that's kind of been the mantra for the past few years. I think that's gonna shift
2: as the season goes though.
1: Yeah, well, with the big shakeup with the Nets, I think that'll change things up a bit. But, I
2: think Boston's going to find four and two. Yeah, Newsters, if they yeah it's good. it's
1: weird because theoretically, like all these teams that should be so good, like the Bucs, Celtics, you know. Uh, how are the 76ers? The 76ers. They're at the yeah, top, top of the East. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, they're they're doing like we expected, but, you know, teams like Bucks, Celtics, even the Heat, you know, like we said, I think they need to get their shit in a – Together, so.
2: Eleventh in the Eastern. Yeah, eleventh uh, in the East. After, much after the Maker. exact
0: same team. I think it's yes. same exact team that brought them to the finals, and they are now underperforming in what we have been saying: the week a weak Eastern Conference.
2: I think it's just Jimmy Butler. He's so hot and cold. Yeah, it's. I mean, if you can get it done in the playoffs, great. If you can't get there,
0: yeah, exactly. The point? Exactly. So, do you think uh, he would be a good trade piece?
2: You know, I think Miami's going to stick with with what they got for at least a few more years. I mean, last year you got Tyler Hero playing great. Duncan Robinson coming out of pretty much nowhere. I think if they can develop some pieces and uh, just kind of maintain their style of play, I think they'll be still a threat for sure. So I think they're going to have that same team stick around for at least another year or two. Let's look over
0: at the Western Conference. We got the uh, Los Angeles Clippers and the Lakers tied for the number one seed. Clippers are technically on top. I think they have the tiebreaker over the Lakers as of now. West looking really
2: good this year. Looking really good. Yeah. I mean, like you said, twelve and four. You got the Utah Jazz and eleven and four. Suns are looking finely good. CP three coming in. Did lose tonight to the Denver Nuggets, who are now number eight in the West. But I mean you got Dallas, you got Portland, you got the Warriors, Curry doing curry things. The Pelicans, you know, they could be an eight seed and do some damage. The West is looking
0: really good. I have a question. Do you guys think that uh Steph Curry could easily be an MVP candidate top 3 this season? Yeah. 100%. I think he I 100% think he is just because of the fact that he has turned the a mediocre Golden State Warriors team without Klay Thompson into a playoff team as of now. I mean, they're technically the 9 seed, but thanks to the NBA for expanding the playoffs to a 10-man uh, I bracket, I mean, with the uh, seven eight, nine and ten seeds in a little play in tournament themselves. But I do think that Steph Curry is a easily considered an MVP candidate. Yeah. I, I mean, agree. He put up
2: didn't he put up sixty two the other night?
0: <laughs> yeah. Jeez. A, yeah, that was a couple nights ago. So he's insane. Absolutely insane.
2: Yeah. Any any questions around him or or gone. Alright, now going into a pretty fun topic here. We got the trade machine. It's uh kind of a trade simulator. And we've decided this week. I honestly I'm down to make this like a weekly thing. I am totally let's, down. Let's this, take this a team a good... who's like on the cusp of being good and work out some trades for them. This week we've got the Pacers. Uh and the trade we kind of got proposed here. They need a good guard, just got a Victor just got rid of Victor Oladipo. Did get Caris Levert, got some power there. But a the trade we kind of proposed here is Jeremy Lamb. Malcolm Brogdon and a 2020, 2021 first rounder for Bradley Beal and a 2023 second round pick. And Trade Simulator will actually tell us tell us if this is a fair trade and if they'll take it. And it says they'll take it. So
0: Now it does say that uh, whatever this means, minus three decrease in projected wins. I'm assuming that's just three losses less. Maybe. I don't know. And then the Wizards just says they would win the trade, but I honestly disagree with that. I think Bradley Beal, he is an amazing player. He's currently leading the league, I believe, in points per game. And yeah, he's leading the league in points per game with 34.9. Wow. So, that is incredible. That is ridiculous. That is amazing. <laughs> uh, so I do think I do think the Pacers would win this trade.
2: Oh, no, yeah, I agree. I don't agree with the website on that one. Uh I wouldn't say it's a no-brainer because, I mean, Malcolm Brogdon and Jeremy Lamb are like semi-big parts of that Pacers team, if not pretty big parts, but like getting the best core in the league at the moment. And I don't know. They're just – they're so close. They're proving it right now. They're 9-6 and six, tied for second, in second the least. I think yeah. something like this would maybe put them over the edge, especially with the way the NBA is going, just stacking players with all the Super talent.
0: teams are in a way, or super duos yeah. are being built.
2: I think him and maybe not the most – you know, uh, energetic as far as like tacos and stuff like that, but a good duo nonetheless. Uh, I think he'd do good, good things for the Pacers. Absolutely, Sam. I think I
1: would like to see Bradley Beal get out of Washington. Yeah, I think uh, I think with John Wall gone, I, I just I think they're on the they're on thin strips right here. I think they need to rebuild, and I could see him getting rid of Bradley Beale. Uh, I think Bradley Beal needs to go somewhere else where he can shine. What's what's the saying? Uh, you're you got like a shit on your sock or something like that,
2: or got a shit on your sock. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know what you're talking about personally, but I do agree that Bradley Beal is was wasting his career in Washington. Same different road. Oh man. <laughs> Moving on, though. Uh, Not really moving on. Yeah, Bradley Beal should get out. Needs to get out. Leave Russ out to drive because no one likes him. He's Um, got a
1: shit on his sock.
2: Yeah, shit on his sock. (laughs) We're we're running with that one. (laughs) Whatever that means.
0: Now making the transition into the NHL. Just a few brief topics here. We got uh, the power rankings were just updated. Uh, a day ago, the Tampa Bay Lightning remained at the number one uh, seed. Then you got Vegas Golden Knights moving up from the three seed to the two seed. The Colorado Avalanche dropped one uh, dropped one spot to the three seed. Then you got the Washington Capitals. Their previous rank was six, and they are now the four seed. And Then the Toronto Maple Leafs, who were previously ranked nine, moved all the way up to the five seed and the list goes on to 16. Uh, but one team I'm very surprised about is the Calgary Flames. They were previously not ranked and they are now and they're now the they're now ranked 10. Very very impressive on their part. They are also in a fairly easy Canadian hockey league. But yeah, and then a yes, few the score updates from today. Vegas lost 5 2 to the Coyotes. Anaheim lost in overtime to the Colorado Avalanche. The Capitals they won in a shootout to the Buffalo Sabers. Woo! And don't don't be too happy. The Sabers aren't that good.
2: Hey. hey, we're fourth now.
0: Yeah, the, you know, Capitals are a good team. Uh, Alex Hetchkin is very good. In fact, actually, he won't be playing uh, <laughs> in the next few games. Apparently, him and a few other players got COVID. Oh yeah, but you know, not
2: way should goes, Rick. Yep.
0: Then the Maple Leafs are winning four to two over the Oilers. Blackhawks winning. Four one. Sammy looks so so happy. I thought so the happy. Were
2: supposed to be good this year.
0: Well, hey, I don't, I don't know. They,
2: they,
0: they lost. Got, they still have Drysidle and all of them. Yeah, they have Leon dry McDavid. Obviously. Yeah, or Connor McDavid. Yeah, he is the best player in the league. Steve. They lost Steve.
2: <laughs> they did lose him. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Steve. Yep. They <laughs> lost him. <laughs> then you got the Minnesota Wild. Yep. Uh, Beating the Sharks and the Dallas yeah. Stars. Dallas Stars playing their first game of the season. Really? Yeah, because I mean, we talked about it last week. They yeah. haven't played because of COVID. True. Uh, they won seven to zero over the Predators, National Predators. Uh, so, yeah, they are
2: back with a vengeance, aren't they?
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, those were the updated scores for today and updated power rankings for the week.
2: And now some MLB talk. Not much going on, but there was one big signing. And that was George Springer going from the Astros signing with the Blue Jays on a team where are they going to be the best? You know they're going to be contenders. I think they're going to be AL contenders for sure. They're in a pretty tough division though. You got the Yankees. You got the Rays. Two solid teams. You know the Rays just made the World Series. Um, but yeah, I do think George Springer's. You know what this team needs. I do think they need more. But to uh, get a start for them.
0: One thing I do think George Springer brings to the Blue Jays is experience. I mean, mm-hmm. yes.
2: Experience and cheating, maybe.
0: Yeah, Yes, I was going to say yes, the Astros did cheat to win the World Series. However, they have made good playoff runs. I mean, this past season, not cheating, True. making the playoffs and making it to the Game 7 of the, the ALCS. After
2: being down 3-0. Yeah, so,
0: That's I like mean, crazy. he does bring that leadership aspect to the – that leadership and experience aspect to the Toronto Blue Jays. And I think that will definitely help them be a, a solid team in the near future.
2: I agree. And it's, it's weird with the Blue Jays because you know, you're going to be what you're going to get from George. He's going to be a great defender. He's going to be a great hitter. He's going to be a team leader. He's going to be a guy, a good locker room guy, a good clubhouse guy. He's going to be an all around plus your team. Who you really got to look at is Vlad. Is he going to produce? Is he going to – I know he's losing weight, getting more athletic. Is he going to actually be an asset in the field now instead of just kind of transitioning into the DH and what it looked like he was going to be doing, going uh, moving on in his career. But I don't know. A lot of questions around the Blue Jays, and we're going to find out here real soon when the season starts. Still not announced, by the way. We don't know how long the season is going to be when it's starting. My guess is it starts on time, but they just don't really let fans in until, I don't know, maybe later August, and just slowly – Bringing it up to full capacity, but that's a whole other ball game and we'll talk about it when we know more.
1: Folks, thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of the weekly dive. we got some fun sports coming your way and hopefully you keep supporting this podcast as we're going to keep growing. Make sure to tune in on Spotify, Apple podcasts and Google play.